daily for anti-Friday. That's fine. It's just it's way things go. Hey, off the top of bat, thanks everybody for stopping by for Jackbox Fantastic evening. Don't forget this Friday's goofy because of real life work responsibilities. Hey everybody, welcome to the 15th of May with the fine folks at GeekRadioDaily.com. Welcoming you to National Nylon Stockings Day. So make sure you've got yourself a pair on. And yes, I said we, but I did not mean to because of travel, Mother's Day nonsensicals, and all the other things. Today it is just you and I, the wonderful Billy Flynn. This day, May 15th in 1672, the first U.S. copyright law is enacted by the state of Massachusetts. 1718, the defense rapid-fire gun, the world's first machine gun, is patented by a London lawyer, James Puckle. 1928, Just Playing Crazy, the animated short starring Mickey and Minnie Mouse, featuring the first appearance of Mickey and Minnie Mouse, is released. It was co-directed by Walt Disney and Ub Iwerks, also the main animator for the short. 1935, at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, Albert Einstein is awarded the Benjamin Franklin Medal for his outstanding fundamental contributions to theoretical physics, especially his relativity theory. 1937, RCA demonstrates projection television with images enlarged to 8 feet by 10 feet at Institute of Radio Engineers Convention. Wonder what they sounded like. 1940, McDonald's, which were going to the world's largest chain of fast food restaurants, is founded when Brothers Dick and Mac McDonald opened one on Route 66 in San Bernardino, California. The menu consists of 25 items, mostly barbecue. How about we bring that back? 1953, Stanley L. Miller publishes his paper on the synthesis of amino acids under conditions that simulate primordial Earth's atmosphere in the journal Science. 1957, Great Britain tests its first hydrogen bomb in the air off Christmas Island in the Central Pacific Ocean in Operation Grapple. Doing so, they become the third nation after the U.S. and Soviet Union with thermonuclear capabilities. Yay? 1958, the Soviet Union launches Sputnik 3, the first space laboratory. 1959, an intelligible voice message is bounced off the moon from Jordell Bank in the United Kingdom to the Cambridge Research Center in Massachusetts. Something about your refrigerator running. 1960, the Soviet Union launches Sputnik 4. 1963, NASA astronaut L. Gordon Cooper blasts off aboard Phase 7 on the final mission of the Project Mercury space program. He becomes the first American to spend more than a day in space. 1974, the first Unix users meeting organized by Luke Katz at Columbia University takes place. 1993, a woman in Paris is surgically given two new lungs, both of which are cut from the single lung of a large man. 2003, Warner Brothers releases the science fiction film Matrix Reloaded, directed by the Wachowski, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving. If you played the video game, that movie makes perfect sense. 2010, Google publicly admits to having mistakenly collected information sent over unencrypted private Wi-Fi networks for the past three years with its Street View cars. The potential privacy breaches become public knowledge after German authorities audited the data collected by Google Street View cars. The company immediately ordered the practice discontinued, which I'm sure happened. Birthdays, Jamie Lynn Sigler's 42 from The Sopranos, Entourage, Zootopia. David Crumholz is 45 from Adam's Family Values, the live-action JLA pilot, the Santa Claus series, the Harold and Kumar series. Chaz Palminteri is 71 from Oscar, Usual Suspects, Mulholland Falls. Lainey Kazan is 83 from My Favorite Year, Harry and the Hendersons, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. No longer with us, born in 1859, Pierre Curie, French physicist and academic Nobel Prize laureate. 1905, Joseph Cotton from Citizen Kane, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, The Abominable, Dr. Fives. 1909, James Mason, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, North by Northwest, The 1959 Journey to the Center of the Earth, and Frankenstein, The True Story. 
1918, Joseph Wiseman, Dr. No, and of course was Draco in Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Not on TV tonight. CBS has a new The Neighborhood, though. Bob Hart's Abishola, new NCIS, new NCIS Hawaii. ABC, it's games 9 and 10 of Jeopardy! Masters! And then Journey to the Finale on a new American Idol. NBC is a live semifinal top eight performances on a new The Voice. Then Greatest Hits Volume 1 on a new That's My Jam! A clip show? Fox, the team responds to a series of freeway car accidents until a catastrophic overpass collapse threatens everyone involved in a new 911. Then TMZ investigates Britney Spears. The price of freedom. Leave Britney alone. CW. New All-American in a rerun of The Flash. Freeform is showing the proposal. AMC is showing Ghostbusters. That would be the original. Since I didn't give a year. Bravo. Captain Glenn hopes to turn the charter around. Lucy messes up a charter guest garment. Uh, Leisha continues to make the guest wait too long between courses. Captain Glenn gives some honest feedback to a member of the crew on a new below deck. Sailing yacht. FX says, I, robot. With a few more explosions than the book. FXX, The Simpsons, but mostly Family Guy Marathon. FXM will be showing abominable. Sci-Fi Challenge is the classic sci-fi story. Troy, about utopian overlords, metropolis, I don't know. CBS, Cow, I Met Your Moother on a new American Dad. TNT is showing Meg. I don't call it The Meg because that's a stupid title. True TV is showing Game Night, Science Channel, Expedition, Unknown Marathon. But the Lifetime Movie Network, that's where we are. A woman who is institutionalized after her mental health takes a sharp downward spiral following the death of her father, drunks her twin sister when she comes to visit, then escapes to assume her sister's identity as a famous romance writer. Nicole Marie Johnson and Kate Edmonds star in Lies. My sister told me. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Chad's in L.A. making movies. He can't seem to commit to a script and now goes through the productions with his own dialogue. Usually, they would call another actor to the stage, but Stefano has a beard. Abby's told to shut up, but no one knows why. Chad then sets off to be a magician, but everyone already knows how the tricks are done. The attempts as an elf and a crossing guard all lead to no as well. And after a visit with his guidance counselor, he settles on starting up a dating service. Abby then agrees to go out with Thomas, but only Chad knows what to really say. Hashtag Chabby. Forever. Looks like you've got mail waiting. Hello, GRD crew. I gotta say, I'm not sure exactly what military benefit would come from SEALs that know how to play video games. I'm sure you could work in some kind of Matthew Broderick Project X thing in which they're controlling drones or little small robots to get some places. Maybe. It's entirely possible. I'm not sure. All I know is that Chad and Abby are on the show. Hot Pursuit. A guilty pleasure of which I'm not going to talk about here. Oh, and I also know that I'm very proud of you for not working in a circus seal joke, which I kept cringingly waiting for the entire time. You can surprise me. That is from Travis. Well, thank you, Travis. You're absolutely right. Last week, Chad and Abby were on Hot Pursuit, a show I didn't remember, but apparently it struck a chord with quite a few people. And I'm all glad that you enjoyed it. If you have any idea where they are this time, or if you'd like to share thoughts about anything else, like what SEALs could do for us, it's podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or of course, a voicemail text message. Use the magic numbers of 510-GRD-CROW. Now you got me stuck thinking about the circus seal thing, though. Do you like to study? Are you kind to creatures of all shapes and sizes? Do you believe in monsters? 
then Baron Davis and the Monster Rangers want you! Monsters hide in plain sight. Boys and girls can see them, and so can you if you just use Baron Davis's patented Imaginate process involving self-discipline, wonder, and candy. Monster Rangers are kind, honorable, spooky, thrifty, and irreverent, while the evil Dr. Duke Davis and his plug uglies are mean, full of bunk, and your run-of-the-mill mullygrubs. Join us to help defend the land of Monstru. Monsters around the globe are in trouble and need our help. So if you've got the moxie, then log on to your nearby terminal and go to MonsterRangers.com. Believe. Study. Protect. Hi, this is Gareth David Lloyd, and you are listening to Geek Radio Daily with Billy Flynn. Why, yes, I did just play that drop all by myself. Not that I do that a whole lot. Not that I do that. Well, take a look to see what people did with their weekend. This week's 10, last week's 10, Sisu made $151,000. 6.6 overall. This week's 9 was last week's 9. Dungeons and Dragons. Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine, 197000 It's made $92 million overall. This week's eight. Last week's six. John Wick, Chapter 4, another 570000 182 going on. This week's seven was last week's seven. Hypnotic made 615000 It's made 2.3. This week's six was last week's eight. Love again, moving up a little. 625000 $5 million overall. This week's five was last week's four, Evil Dead Rise. If you enjoyed Evil Dead, it's a good time. 978,000, 60 million bucks, which is probably a franchise record. This week's four was last week's five. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Made $1 million. It's made 16.4 thus far. Leading me to believe we could get super fudge. This week's three was New Book Club, the next chapter. Made $6.5 million. This week's two was last week's two, the Super Mario Brothers movie. 4.4, 535 in its run so far. See what it did there. And the number one movie in America is still Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, making another $18.5 million. $213 million. But that's still not Adam Warlock. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! News. Take a look at the world. From a geeky point of view, the Destiny franchise is about to expand as Destiny movies and TV series are coming following Bungie's hiring of former Warner Brothers executive Gabriel Van Hoss. I wonder how long they had to grind to unlock that. Gabriel Van Hoss is now the head of linear media for the Destiny IP at Bungie and said... I recently took the gig as head of linear media for the Destiny franchise at Bungie. The new position will work with the Destiny Universe leadership team to create strategy and execute the operations for expansion of Destiny into new media, including TV, films, books, comics, and audio formats. Eyes up, Guardian. It's time to milk the ghost. If we're honest, the story within Destiny was terrible for a long time in the first game and that's not why people played it though the gameplay the gunplay was excellent that was you know the first major draw for everything but trying to make that into a story seems a little vexing recent years have seen some major improvements to the overall story and the lore has been expanded on which is good but the tv or movie would have to explore like the history of the franchise rather than picking a player character to focus on i mean some of the history is slightly more epic and tragic which may make for a better drama on screen. It would be interesting to see what happened to Eris Morn's team when they went into Crota's lair, or like how exactly did the first generation come to be, and exactly why does T. Morris suck so bad at the Crucible? Your kid said it, man, not me. 
The Superman tunic and padded muscle torso that was worn by George Reeves for the classic Superman show is currently up for auction. The costume, straight from the set of Adventures of Superman, which aired between 52 and 58, is part of Heritage Auction's Commissar Collection, which includes several TV outfits worn on screen. The reserve price for the Superman costume is currently at $80,000. And yes, they do accept crypto. Don Currency. Heritage Auctions is known for selling rare comic-related art and other collector's items. Other things in this collection include Adam West and Burt Ward's Dynamo Duo outfits from Batman for $500,000. William Shatner's yellow captain's tunic from Star Trek for $90,000. But personally, I would love to have a can of bat anti-shark repellent. Hell, man, I'd even settle for the Barracuda repellent. The description states that Superman's logo was removed and reattached after the show aired, but it has since been restored. Reeves was known to remove the S-patches from the costume at the end of each season of Adventures of Superman and send them to sick children. Additionally, the costume was acquired by Western Costume Company without the chest logo, which was reattached in 2006. Still sports sweat stains and some holes from the wear and tear of being worn by George Reeves. So it has an actual... Super sit. Hey, are there any sweaty Phyllis Coates or Noel Neal outfits in there? Superman appeared in several radio shows and theatrical cartoons prior to 1950s, but Adventures of Superman were the character's first appearance on the small screen. Reeve stepped into the role for the 1951 movie Superman and the Mole Men, which became the pilot for the TV series. It ran for six seasons, switching from black and white to color in 54. Before the show ended, Reeves made a famous guest appearance as Superman on an episode of I Love Lucy in 57. After Reeves' sudden death in 59, there were few prominent portrayals of Superman on screen until Christopher Reeves' iconic performance in the 1978 Superman movie. DC Studio Superman Legacy opens in theaters July 11th. Huh? 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 Got that new movie coming out. And But this outfit, how much is it actually going to go for? Well, that's really unknown, but the cost is sure to be super. This year marks the 250th anniversary of the first human hopping aboard a hot air balloon, but Jean-Francois Petitier de Rosé only hovered about 85 feet above the ground, so it's safe to say he'd be stunned at what his country's modern Denzians are planning. A French company called Zafalto aims to begin edge-of-space hot air balloon tourist sojourns as early as next year for $130,000 a seat. Like, do you float up to the space edge. I mean, how do you get there? Look, I'm not convinced this isn't another balloon hoax. Read more Edgar Allan Poe. Passengers will board Zafalto's pressurized capsule, Celeste, which is attached to a massive helium-filled stratospheric balloon. Over the course of about 90 minutes, the balloon will descend at 4 meters per second to an altitude of 25 kilometers, 15.5 miles. Once at the edge of space, tourists will enjoy a fancy meal during their three-hour hover time in front of a seven-square-meter window view of the Earth's curvature before descending back down to terra firma. They want you to have the absolute best Michelin constellation experience. Unlike other high-profile space tourism ventures, Zafalto bills itself as being a much more eco-friendly alternative. According to its official page, only 26.6 kilograms of CO2 are needed for a single journey, the lowest amount required for a space flight, says the company, as little as the production of a pair of denim trousers. By comparison, a single suborbital rocket launch can put as much as 300 tons of CO2 into the upper atmosphere during its journey. Space food? I mean, I cannot wait for this to come to Top Chef. Zafalto has already booked until mid-2025. They aim to launch as many as 60 flights per year, each with six passengers with two pilots. And if the six-hour total journey and fancy meal aren't enough to sell you on a $130,000 ticket, Zafalto says it's throwing in complimentary psychological counseling ahead of the outing to help deal with what's known as the overview effect, the existential weight that reportedly comes from viewing the entirety of Earth 
from high above its surface. I, I would hope the dessert would help with that, but I wish them well. And I really hope this is the setting for the menu, too. Oh, my God. Space s'mores. A juice instrument for scanning the subsurface structure of Jupiter's icy moons has finally been extended to its full length after stubbornly refusing to do so since launching last month. See? Cuddling always helps. Jupiter icy moons explore juice. You had to work hard for that. It is on an eight-year journey to Jupiter where it will explore Europa, Ganymede, Callisto, three Galilean moons susceptible of harboring subsurface oceans and potentially habitable conditions. This is the European Space Agency's first mission to Jupiter, which will reach the Jovian system in 2031 and perform scientific observations until 2034, which is fine as long as we don't attempt to land on Europa. Abide by the words of the firstborn. Juice got off to a good start, launching into space April 14th, but flight controllers ran into issues when attempting to deploy the probe's ice-penetrating radar for icy moons exploration, RIME, much better acronym, the antenna remained lodged with its mounting bracket, keeping it roughly one-third of its fully intended length. Engineers with the mission blamed a tiny stuck pin for the anomaly, saying it was problematically holding other segments into place. See? This is what budget cuts do. That last inspection before launch, it's important, damn it! <sighs> Success finally came when controllers fired a non-explosive actuator affixed to the jammed bracket that delivered a shock that moved the pin by a matter of millimeters and allowed the antenna to unfold, ESA explained. The firing of a second actuator allowed the final part of the stuck antenna to fully deploy and the entire apparatus extended to its fully intended length. So you see there? No Viagra jokes. But we think it was able to fully extend because it saw interplanet Janet. She's a galaxy girl. Have you ever left an item in your cart at the self-checkout line and only discovered your mistake when you got back to your car? Or you had to walk past the register to get an item located right outside the store, your cart's all full of merchandise and going back into pay? Do you think either one of those things should be a felony that could get you 20 years in prison? No, but I think I should get a discount for being a part-time employee at the damn store. Under a new bill in the Alabama House, HB 288, you could be charged with a Class B felony for unknowingly committing a new crime called retail theft. The proposed legislation has been dubbed the Retail Crime Prevention Act, yet it does nothing to actually prevent crime. It supposedly aims to combat organized criminal groups that engage in retail theft, but the bill is loaded with ambiguity that can be misapplied or misinterpreted to result in unattended and severe consequences. I swear, the food I'm chewing is from the samples you're giving me in the back? I swear, don't take me away! The bill makes it a felony to steal a shopping cart, because many shopping carts actually cost over $500. Stealing a shopping cart is already against the law. Yet, how many times have you seen destitute people using a shopping cart they found in the street but didn't steal to haul around the few things that they actually own? Under this law, it would be automatically assumed that they stole it, and it would be a Class B felony. And if someone was with them, they would be charged as an accomplice and would face the same felony charges. Because who needs proof? Proof? That's, that's for suckers. Look, we can all agree that stealing is wrong. Theft and shoplifting should be punished as it is under our existing laws. This bill does not make communities safer. It does not address rising consumer costs. Instead, it could result in innocent shoppers being accused and or convicted of a felony. Now, the initial plan was to have people convicted serve time as grocery baggers, but that would mean there'd have to be grocery baggers at the store and, you know, open lanes that people working with them. So now you get to share a cell with violent criminals all because you accidentally left Cokes on the bottom of the cart. Don't tell them it was produce. Prison 
is no place to talk about salads. GRD is licensed to the Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative works, nice things, three-point license. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Stop by the website at geekradiodaily.com. Now, you might say that last joke was in poor taste, but I'm going to leave it right there. Drop us a note, won't you please? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Or of course, a voicemail or text message. Use these magic numbers here. 510-GRD. Hope all the moms had a fantastic Mother's Day. We do love you, you know, even if we don't always remember to say it, but we do. Oh my God, we do. We'll have the usual nonsense tomorrow. Thanks for being there. Well, we have uh, nothing big and flashy to show you this week. I don't know if you noticed, but the podcast was a disaster. You are all weirdos. Good night, everybody. Good night, suckers. Scat. Skedaddle. Adios. Adabadechi. Ciao. Aloha. Fuck off. Hello. Michael Eckman, I'm supposed to show you around. Oh, hi. Thank God. You know, uh, normally they send down one of those audio-visual geeks. No, I, I do. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Michael, where should I put the slides? Michael. So, uh, Cameron, here's the breakdown. <clears throat> Over there, we've got your basic beautiful people. Now listen, unless they talk to you first, don't bother. Well, wait, is that your rule or theirs? Watch. Hey there. Eat me. You see that? To the left, we have the coffee kids. That was Costa Rican, buddy. Very edgy. Don't make any sudden movements around them. These delusionals are your white Rastas. Uh, they're big Marley fans. They think they're black. Semi-political, but mostly... Smoke a lot of weed? Yeah. These guys... Wait, wait, let me guess. Cowboys? Yeah, but the, the closest they've come to a cow is McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> These are your future MBAs. We're all Ivy League accepted. Yuppie Greed is back, my friend. Hey, guys, how you doing? Close it, Boogie. Yesterday, I was their god. What happened? Boogie Lowenstein started a rumor that I... that I buy my eyes out at an outlet mall. So they kicked you out? I'll still take over. But don't worry. He'll pay. <laughs>